Shane's top five snooker moments of the year. Yeah. So uh, there's been plenty that's happened, Adrian. I know you've been oh, keeping yeah. a keen eye on it. I know f- for sure Ronan O'Gara has yeah. been keeping a keen eye on, uh, on, on action. It's been, it's been a great year for snooker. Um, so I just wanted to pick kind of five of the moments that really stood out to me. The first one was Ronnie O'Sullivan. I mean, it's a nice segue from, from the chat we just had with Ronan. That hug that you see on the screen with himself and Joe Trump lasted an uncomfortable amount of time. This was after Ronnie uh, equaled Stephen Hendry's. And look at the emotion on his face. He's bawling, crying. And, and that's an emotion you don't see from Ronnie too often with his two kids. Um, after well, creating history, he like a seventh world title. If there was any discussion as to who is the greatest of all time, he's ahead of Stephen Hendry in, in most of the other records in terms of centuries and one four sevens ranking titles. He's now level with him in world championships. So I think the discussion, the argument as to who the greatest of all time is, uh, finished there. So he equaled Steve Davis's record of thirty crucible appearances, a twentieth quarter final, a record thirteenth semi final earlier this year, and then beating Joe Trump comfortably as well, eighteen thirteen. Um, in the final at the Crucible in Sheffield a 39th ranking title and a 21st Triple Crown title so the Triple Crown is a World Championship a UK Championship or a Masters mm. um, and the famous Ray Reardon beating a record of his so Ronnie was 46 years and 148 days so the oldest world champion in the sports history um, surpassing Ray Reardon's record from, he, from 1978 He's like Jimmy White and Stephen Hendry rolled into one isn't he? He is. Like, you get the entertainment and the success. He's like the ideal yeah, person yeah. that you want. Exactly, because Jimmy White famously, of course, losing six world finals and never becoming a world champion. But um, that, that, that emotion, that, that's, a, that's a side we never really saw from Ronnie O'Sullivan. Um, there was a Netflix, I think there was a Netflix crew, certainly a camera crew following it. Oh, that's around. right, yeah. So, was that, that never came No, to there has the been a Eurosport documentary that, that, was, that was brilliant. Um, where he sat What's the story with that? Is it just sitting in the... It's sitting in the ether. I don't know if there's a release date or what what the plan is for it, but um, I look forward to seeing it when it's when it's uh, eventually released. I, I think he's, the, he's probably the most talented sports person I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, like supremely, the fact that you can play with both hands so comfortably and switch back and forth. Um, you know, he, he takes the game not seriously at times, and then he takes it very seriously. But for How me, is he viewed by his fellow pros? I often wonder. I think it comes and goes in waves. Uh, some of them think he's disrespectful, but they should all be very thankful to Ronnie O'Sullivan because the interest levels he brings to the game, the extra money he brings into the game, and interest from from outside. Mm. Is he bigger than the sport? Probably. Um, you know, most people in the street would would probably know or know of Ronnie O'Sullivan. Whereas, you know, try and name three other snooker players and they'll struggle. Mm. Um, you know, it's not like the heyday of the 80s where you had 18 and a half million people watching that black ball final between oh, Davis yeah. and Taylor. I mean, don't know if those days will ever return because uh, there's a number of reasons for that. Like snooker halls in Dublin and, and other cities across Ireland aren't as common as they were because, I mean, the space it takes to have, say, six to eight snooker tables. Do I you mean, play? Uh, look, I, pl- I play, but I'm terrible. How many 147s have you had? Ah, Jesus. <laughs> Just stop. How many 14 breaks have I had is a, is a, better, is a better question. Is, you, is this a list? Are you giving us a reverse list here, or is reverse this list, just yeah. random? It's just so random. That's five, is it? Just random. So that's, yeah, there's no order to this. Ah, but right. It was probably my favourite moment of the year, I, ha- I have to say. Um, Jimmy White. So, uh, Jimmy White had a bit of a angry discussion with the referee earlier this yeah. year. So, he was given a verbal warning. This was during the Northern Ireland Open up in Belfast. The uh, Welsh referee, Ben Williams, um, Basically, he was playing Luca Brussel. It was during the fourth frame of the match 
White nominated the brown ball. So sometimes when there's two balls kind of relatively close together, the player, when they're getting down, will, will just say out loud which ball they're intended mm. to hit, even though Jimmy White is so good that the referee can just assume that he's going to hit the ball he's aiming for. Mm. Uh, but just out of courtesy, he said brown ball, and then Williams repeated back as the referee does, uh, blue ball. Jimmy angry turns around and said, it's a brown. Um, uh, but it was what happened next that, that kind of pissed off Jimmy White. So the referee starts laughing at his own mistake, mm. and it was at a, quite a tense moment in the match. When I first saw this, I, I thought Jimmy was out of line. I thought, I was thinking, you know, he said, what are you laughing at? And it felt a bit uh, stern and tense from Jimmy. But then if you, if you watch it back, it's a very tense moment of the match. The referee's laughing. The referee should just say apologies, Jimmy. I think it was, I, I have watched, it's like a nervous laughter. It is a nervous he's laughter. Not, he's not laughing at him. He's like, oh crap, okay. I did think that Jimmy White's reaction was totally uncalled for. Yeah, I mean... There's no need to be an asshole about it. No, I think the referee then maybe unnecessarily gave Jimmy a bit of a warning. He said Jimmy held up his finger. Yeah, but he was like t- he was he was basically verbally abusing him. I, uh, I don't know if that's a bit of a stretch. I, I think he Jimmy was giving it. The, he was giving it the big end. I think it's a moment of concentration of like, and there's a lot of money on the on on the line as yeah. well for Jimmy. Like I think the referee sometimes needs to um, be aware of the situation they're in. And he could have just said, "Here, actually, I call Brown. I don't appreciate you laughing about it." And it's not the way he went about it. Yeah, I think the referee was embarrassed, and that's why maybe he handed out the um, the warning. I think he it, was it, like, it was a nervous. I, I I think it was a nervous laughter to begin with, and then. But I think after that he went back into serious mode and was like, "You can't speak to me like that." Yeah, yeah. And I think that's fair enough. Yeah. The referee has got to be, particularly in a sport like that, like in any sport. It, it, there was a so the quote from be, Ronnie O'Sullivan was on Eurosport that day. He look, he is very good friends with Jimmy White, but he he said about it. I can see why Jimmy hasn't seen the funny side of it. He's having a hard time out there. He's not playing well. Uh, Jimmy has walked around here, so it might look like he's looking at the blue. The referee has jumped the gun, um, and so he says the referee starts laughing. Jimmy goes like like that with his hand, and he's done nothing with his hand apart from to say what's going on. I don't need this. He's warned him, and you just think it's uncalled for, really. So that was Ronnie's take, but. Just one of those moments that stood out and everyone's like, oh, Jesus, mm. snooker can get touchy. I wanted to use this as, as an excuse. <laughs> snooker can get touchy. Yeah, yeah. It can <laughs> get touchy. It, it can, tell, it can. Let me tell you, Adrian. Um, right, what so else th- There's an excuse to play this video. So we were talking about right. Steve Davis and the 80s and, and Ronnie O'Sullivan and the, and the, the heroes. There's, this is a great clip uh, and it's, look, it's Christmas time. I just wanted to play this again. It's my chat with, uh, with Ronnie and Jimmy White in Drogheda. They were over for an exhibition. There's one little uh, F-bomb in here. So if there's any uh, sensitive ears, maybe cover them just for, for the next 30 seconds or so. Uh, but it's too Lads talking about Steve Davis in the eighties, uh, what sort of character he was. He was boring, but uh, set the set the set the way and, and kind of laid the foundations for both of them. I guess have a listen. But the best quote you set up, Steve Davis. Steve would happily sit in his room and play chess or a board game, whereas I'd be out somewhere causing murder. I like to dabble. He liked to scrabble. Yeah, sure. I love that quote. Yeah, but he, that you quote. know. But honestly, he was so. He was so yeah. He, he says boring. He was, but he was like you know he was unbelievable. Switched on every everything he'd done. It was all like even checking in a hotel. It was all prearranged. Everything was like just mad with him. He just used to say, "For fuck's sake, love yourself." This is a brilliant part. I don't know if it's my brilliant. First time I'm only seventeen. Uh, had to go on tour with Davis to Thailand, so I get picked up. I'm going to try and cut it as short as I can. Go to Steve Davis' house, he gets in the car, he goes, hello, all right, gets his computer out, doesn't speak to me towards me, get the airport. We check in, still doesn't talk to me, gets to the lounge, gets his laptop out, still doesn't talk to me, get on the plane, 13 hours to Thailand, gets on his computer, like that for 10 hours, get off the plane, in the cab, back on his laptop, get to the get to the hotel in Thailand, check in, still hasn't said nothing to me, get to the hotel room, 
He goes up and I go, he goes, right, see you later. That was 20 hours. Wow. And I always said he must be so comfortable with his own yeah, skin. He doesn't yeah, feel yeah. the need to actually yeah. make small conversation. And since that day, I've loved him ever more. Total manked me for 20 hours. I'm a 70 year old, in awe of the nugget. Yeah, yeah. And he's gone, have some of that. That was one of the best lessons I've ever learned. Yeah. So I want to thank you, the nugget, for teaching me how yeah. to be comfortable with my own skin. There was a lot of library. What's it like to be sat there with like the greatest snooker player of all time ah. with his arm resting on your shoulder? Well, you can imagine oh, I'm freaking out inside, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then just have Jimmy White as well. Like, You're like, I'm not even hearing what's going on around anymore. I just know Ronnie is leaning on me and this is cool. Uh, it, was the great, it was the greatest day ever. And just to be sitting between probably my two favourite players of all time. Uh, the full video is on YouTube as well if you search Jimmy White, Ronnie O'Sullivan. Were they the like, oh, there's a round table over here and we could all sit down. And you're like, no, no. <laughs> Let's sit right here. Yeah, yeah. And there was a few people behind, kind of, maybe five or six people sitting watching as well. It was like a little audience. I think they were playing up to the audience a little bit as well. That mug he held up at the end, little green mug that said numpties on it, right. which was his way of describing the, <laughs> the lower down players on the tour that aren't as good as him. Because yeah. uh, there's some events where there's maybe 16 players or, or 32. There's others where there's 128. Yeah. And uh, he, he called some of the lower down players numpties, which he's got in trouble for in the, in the past. But yeah, that was my that was my second moment. It's all good. What else uh, have we got? A bit of a downbeat moment in the last uh, couple of weeks. The, the Chinese snooker stars being suspended amid a, a corruption investigation. So Yan Bing Tiao being one of these players, joining a growing list of uh, Chinese players to get suspended by the sports governing body uh, as part of a corruption investigation. So uh, there's, there's accusations of players. So recently, f- five other Chinese players suspended by World Snooker Tour followed the suspension of countryman Liang Wenbo on October 27th. This is on allegations of manipulating matches for betting purposes. So, I mean, snooker is one of the most popular sports in China and there will be, there has never been a world champion from China, but I think that uh, day is, is coming down the tracks sooner rather than later. It was the seventh such suspension against the Chinese player in a matter of weeks on suspicion of manipulating games for the benefit of matches. Doesn't necessarily mean losing matches on purpose. Um, past cases have involved heavily favoured players accepting money in return for ensuring they lose at least a certain number of frames during a match that they ultimately win against an inferior player. So it could be winning 4-1 four, four as opposed to 4-0. And I've seen some of the videos of, of matches where this um, match fixing is alleged to have occurred and it's marginal. Snooker players are so talented they can miss a pot by a, a, a tiniest of margin and hit the jaws and do it on purpose. Because, you know, they don't just pot a ball. They, they pot the ball into the part of the pocket that they mm-hmm. want to hit, to pot it. So uh, it's all a bit suspicious. Um, and look, these suspensions, uh, at least World Snooker have clamped down fairly quickly on it. But yeah, that look, I put it in one of my top moments, but it's certainly a, a darker moment yeah. for, for Snooker over the last year or so. The fourth moment is, uh, well, it's a good moment for Irish uh, people because Mark Allen becoming the UK champion uh, rallying from 6-1 down there he is on screen to defeat Ding Jean-Wi 10-7 from 6-1 down uh, to win the UK championship final in York as I said it's one of those uh, majors um, Northern Irishman claiming an 8th ranking title second to triple crown he won the uh, the 2018 Masters as well uh, taking the winner's cheque of £250,000 his second ranking title of the season he also won the, the Northern Ireland Open this season uh, Mark Allen um, even his semi-final was, was brilliant uh, at that tournament he fought back from 5-3 down to beat Jack Lasowski 6-5 on the final black an epic semi-final and then the comeback skills were on show again in that final against uh, Ding um, and look he's had significant weight loss over the last year or so um, Mark Allen um, it was a, a very apparent if you've seen the old photos of Mark Allen and now he says I did it for my life not just for snooker um, Ronnie Sullivan actually helped him a lot Ronnie's a big fitness freak and into his diet and nutrition as well 
and kind of sat down with him. He was 19 stone, Mark Allen, um, when he competed at the World Championship back in Sheffield in May. But all these lifestyle, lifestyle changes have, have led to him losing a stone upon stone. And it's clearly paying off for him because uh, what, what a, uh, he's had personal problems. He's talked about being in bankruptcy and that sort of thing. So he's really come out the other side and, and playing a really good snooker at the moment. So that was uh, another one of my moments uh, of 2022. Uh, and the final one uh, that I've picked, Adrian, this morning uh, is Mark Selby. Uh, so he won the English Open there very recently. There he is with his, his, uh, his daughter and his uh, wife, Vicky. Uh, he's had very tough times, um, Mark uh, Selby, over the last while or so. He opened up um, in January about his mental health struggles and how he's really um, had, had, had a seriously, seriously tough time. And look, tough times don't last, tough people do. And Mark Selby is a tough, tough person. Um, a drinking game during snooker matches where Mark Selby is involved is the word granite. Every time the word granite is used about Mark Selby, right. take a drink and you'll be fairly well, well oiled by the end of the match. Um, it was his first title in 20 months. He beat Luca Brussel at the English Open. Um, the only player to lift the Davis Trophy twice now with a 9-6 win um, against Luca Brussel. But it, it was more Selby's the story because he played brilliantly well. He welled up as he thanked his wife Vicky afterwards. He said, it's not been easy. Probably the biggest challenge of my life. So coming out here and winning a tournament is incredible, really. I've been suffering for a few years silently. Only Vicky and my family really knew and it's been tough from January trying to get myself back on my feet. And he says, um, there's not enough words he can say about his wife. If it wasn't for her, I definitely wouldn't be stood here today, that's for sure. So Mark Selby, um, I think he's a, is he a three-time, four-time world champion. Uh, but an incredible story to come back from the brink and win his first title in, in 20 months so definitely one of the, one of the stories redemption story. exactly. before you introduce us to our, our next guest and we're shifting one, from one of your favourite sports to another one your main snooker hope for 2023 oh Ronnie O'Sullivan to win an 8th ok uh, he's, he's not confirmed whether he's going to actually really? turn up and, and do it he says look does he not say that every year he does yeah yeah it's tiring it's a 17 day slog uh, so it's not one of those shorter tournaments Um but look, he's clearly in the in the right mind frame to win it if he wants to. Mm. If he wants to show up and um, he, the way he's treating snooker at the minute is he he actually prefers doing the punditry work. It seems right. But he's enjoying his, his practice at the moment. Um, I would love to see him do number eight. You're, uh, you you said you were going over some of it. Yeah, I'll probably I think I'll get over. I was over in 2019 and 20, 2018 and twenty nineteen. The years uh, Williams and Trump won. So uh, yeah, definitely going to get back over. Covid kind of played havoc with it. Oh, Couldn't yeah. get over for, a go for the years. final, or what do you think? I'd, I'd love to get over for the, for the final. Whatever the the press corps will take me. You've gone over and like, oh, I'm oh, covering. Yeah. I'm working. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you might get a couple of more interviews like that. Cushy chats, fireside chats with Ronnie. I mean, why not? With yeah. the arm around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they're my my top um, top five snooker moments of 2022. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.